Hello, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Movies. Uh, my name is Nathaniel Muir, and I am the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is a longtime subscriber to the Democratic Whatever. Hi, I am Danny, and you know, this is my United States of Whatever. <laughs> also joining us on these uh, ongoing adventures is uh, the guy in the carry shirt. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just a guy named Blake. Thanks. <laughs> so, what's up, guys? How you doing? Pretty awesome. good. <laughs> doing more awesome now that we're doing a live show. Yeah. I got a haircut it's just for this. It's October, 31 days of Halloween. And uh, listen through to the entire the entire show because we have an awesome giveaway. Uh, just uh, later on in the show, we'll tell you what it is we're giving away and how it is you can enter, but uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. Um, we have uh, some movie news, some big, big movie news this week. So lots of uh, delays. Uh, Blake, one of the big ones, one we were looking forward to. Looks like we're not going to be able to see it for a while. An entire year, Dune. Delayed October of 2021, right? Isn't that yeah. What yeah. Yeah. Disappointed. Disappointed. Well, okay, so... Was this going to be the movie that you that was actually going to like make you go to the theaters, or were you going to yeah. be like probably? Okay. Yeah, I would have covered myself in Purell, like Frank Reynolds in that one episode of Sun. <laughs> braved, braved the theater, I think, for that one. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty disappointed. Um, I just I've been waiting for that for a long time. I mean, that's we've been talking about that for a while. So, mm -hmm. well, so well, it we, was nearing the it was nearing the end of production, right? I mean, it had to have been if it was coming out in December. I would assume so. Yeah, I, I would think that that thing's pretty much buttoned up, except for probably like special effects and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that gives them a year to. I mean, they're probably not going to do too much work on it. So that's pretty much a year to market it, get the word out, get people really wanting it. So, do you think come October that more people will see it then than they would have this year? I mean, this is like maybe a naive. <laughs> pie in the sky kind of hope but like yeah. i would hope things are, are a little bit different a year from now as far as all the covid and all the all the precautions and and you know maybe possibly there'd be a vaccine type situation so yeah i think they're i mean this is 100 a money move uh this is i think yeah. it has very little to do with production in any way this is hey we need to we need to really make this project that we've been banking on for years pay out and uh, I think that's the motivation here. And uh, honestly, it doesn't surprise me at all. I always thought it was going to get delayed until next year. I just thought it was going to get like March, something like that. Um, this is, this sucks. See, I don't know if it really, okay, so it does suck. It, I think it was going to be one of those, the, the movie that was going to make me go to the theaters. I feel. It's going to be a spreader of it. Come on, we needed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I feel like it's the the smart thing. I mean, we've seen it with big blockbusters. You know, Marvel has done it, like or Disney. I'm sorry, has done it with a lot of their movies. Uh, D or uh, Warner Brothers. I, this is a Warner Brothers movie, though, right? Mm. Uh, it, Legend Legendary Pictures is that Warner Brothers? I yeah, I think it's yeah. So I, I mean, it, it it I don't know. It feels like this is it is a smart thing, pushing it. I don't know, almost a year later, I feel in October where there's going to be a lot of like horror things. I, I feel like they kind of took the misstep. I think I'd rather have seen a, a hard sci-fi in December 
kind of like what we've been doing lately with like maybe Star Wars. That's what we've been seeing, or even like Ad Astra. They came out like I think last year. Um, I think I would have wanted something like that because I think also Dune takes over the Batman times or date as well. Oh yeah. Well, the Batman, they, there's delays on that, and uh, I'm just throwing it out there now. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see that um, possibly ever. It's going <laughs> so to be the new mutants. Yeah, it's going to be that kind of – I mean, it's been it's been rattled with problems for the longest time now. Um, really? So you think the, more, than, more than normal? Like a more than a normal flick? Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay. And then – there's been stories of just on the set problems, like the, the normal on the set problems, but then they've had the things with COVID. Christian Bale showed up and started uh, fucking yelling at everybody. Yeah, Jared Jared Little took a shit in someone's uh, uh, trailer and all that stuff. But no, I wouldn't be surprised if it's constantly delayed to New Mutants, though. I mean, I think that can definitely happen. Um, so do you think, Danny, they should have held steady to the... I know you said it was a smarter decision, but you also said that sci end of the year december seems like a sci-fi year you think they should have pushed it to december of 2021 yeah give us a give us a full year i mean i i think it's just i don't know i i think i like that date more than i like october i i we do see a lot more horror films during this time so i feel like it's not in theme i guess Does that oh, make sense? No, well, october yeah. like there's gonna be like 100% more Dune cosplay at the theater, though. If that is also very true, that is also October very is true. a October is a dump month, and yeah. like horror is always in January. <laughs> but, um, so here's the question then, in regards to that, like if they keep delaying movies, and we've seen it with Bond, um, I imagine we're gonna see it with Wonder Woman 84. Um, Jurassic Park World has been pushed back to 2022. There does come a point where it's like, okay. Um, all the movies have been delayed to the, there's not going to be any room to show any of these movies. So I think eventually they're going to have to bite the bullet and release some stuff. Now I can understand Blake is right. Dune is a, a major, major release. Like I know a few weeks ago, I said that I think it has a good chance of flopping, but um, I'm, I'm not going to hedge my bets on it. I, I, I do think it has a better chance than most of flopping, but it also has a good chance of making like buku bucks. So, uh, and if you release it this year, it ain't making the money. It ain't make, making a third of the money it could make if they release they're it. They're edging. No, and, and they're edging. They, <laughs> I feel it's like it's a, a good idea. It's a throwaway year. A, a lot of the times, like, yeah, there's been a lot of movies that made success because we need it. But I, I don't think, you know, it's a smart, a smart decision. Financially, I don't think it's a smart move. Well, it's all about financials. I mean, it's completely about financials. Like we've we've seen it with uh, a tenant you brought up a few weeks ago, whether it was a flop or not. And it's like, well, what's your definition of a flop type of thing? And it's yeah. it's going to lose money because of what's going on financially. It's most definitely the smart thing to do. Uh, I think tenant made um, three hundred fifty million dollars, and it was earmarked to make seven hundred million dollars. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> financially, it's a very yeah. wise decision. Well, I, I um, mean. You see a lot of like theaters like close. Well, not a lot of theaters, but you have like AMC. Now you have Regal. Like that's saying like, hey, we're actually like, I think we're done after this. And they're like, like nobody's going to like. That makes it seem like nobody's going to the theaters. I know between us three, we haven't gone to the theaters. And Dune made it. Not that kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, 
I, I'll, I'll like, I'll like expand on that. I don't know anybody who's gone to the theaters. I like know one person. I know one person. I, know I, one person. I don't know. I don't know anybody who's gone to the theaters. I've not, I've not heard anyone say that. I want. You to may or may not theater. be in chat right now. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and honestly, I, I was saying that I don't think that uh, Dune was the movie that would have made me as awesome as it looked. Like I'm just a. Uh, I, I just don't want to be around people like so not yeah. right now and um I mean, it may it may well have been because that one trailer they recently released was awesome so um I mean it may well be and come October like Blake said hopefully like pie in the sky that yeah like not only will I be willing to go to theaters I'll go on a daily basis to the theaters but um <laughs> yeah holding it off honestly I don't really whether they release it in October or they release it in December of next year it, I mean it's kind of the same to me I think it would make the same amount of money because, so yeah, October is Halloween. But I mean, I don't think if a person wants to see a movie, they'll they'll think to themselves like, "Man, it's October. I wish they did this in December." So I'm not gonna go. Like, <laughs> I, if they really want to see I'm a movie, per- I'm that person. <laughs> no, but you're well, right. You're if they want- well, if- <laughs> see, there's Ricky right there in chat. Uh, but yeah, no, I do feel like. Uh, I do feel like it is the, it's just, I guess, a a vibe, a mood. I'm sorry. I'm 35 years old for saying that. Uh, But, uh, you you know, it's just a thing. Like, I feel like during this time, I I do watch more horror-specific things. And I do tend to be more, even like, like, even like, I think, what was it, last year? It came out in September. And it was still a thing that we did. It was too hot hot for it. (laughs) (laughs) a lot of things were too hot for it but we saw we saw like you know that's where we saw uh shit now i can't remember suspiria and a lot of like the movies that we're talking about during the the end of the year like those were or that was like the the combat uh yeah the combination of the month and the movies that were coming now i i feel like october does play a a huge part on uh, on setting the, the mood right um yeah it, it does it does i mean there's you know 31 days of halloween what we do for the site what we're doing on the show and just in general it's it's halloween time we're all in the mood for it so that definitely plays into it um so we've mentioned regal cinema a couple of times and for those who don't know or aren't aware of regal cinema they're the second largest right uh, ahead of uh, amc behind um cinemark or vice versa and uh, they recently shut down 536 locations, all their locations in the United States. Whoa. They say they're reopening, but they've given no timetable as to when that's going to be. So, one, I mean, we've kind of thrown out some numbers here, but we're not financial guys. We don't know where this is going, obviously, in regards to to um, COVID. But do you guys think that this theater chain is going to reopen? And do you think another major chain is going to go down? Um, I do think another chain might go down after this i mean amc as much we made fun of it throughout the whole this whole year um they're gonna survive they're surviving somehow i I feel cinemark alamo you know even though alamo is like this one of the smaller theater chains out there i do feel it 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 might survive um it It has all that all the fests and mondo and all that stuff it has a very very passionate fan base yeah, it has it has it, yeah, it has a fan base. I don't know if Cinemark or like Hawkins or whatever it's Hawkins uh out in like in the south other other side of the southwest in Arizona 
like if they will survive something like that this i feel like we are in this weird well obviously we're in a, a new normal right like we don't know what's gonna like survive or not and i don't i i, I think like this this the the smaller tiered theaters are gonna be closing down sm- like faster than we we well, yeah, definitely. Like the moms and pop, the, the generational ones. That's and that's kind of sad. They're gonna. Here's a bold prediction for you guys. Here's what I think: theaters aren't going away ever. Like, um, mm. I'm not one of those like from Hollywood who are uh, they're a part of human like American life. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but they're not going away. I think we're seeing that with uh, Mulan being the most recent example. Like, people prefer to see that stuff in theaters. Oh, yeah. Here is what's going to happen: the, they are going to close down. Like, um, AMC. They might, they might go. I mean, they've said they're good. They can't survive much longer. Cinemark might go, but come next summer or fall or twenty, whenever the vaccine comes out, some investor will go in and they will pick up those theaters because those theaters aren't being converted into department stores. Theaters will be back. I guarantee it. That's my prediction. Bring back another the big one will house. fall. Bring back the big smut houses. What I say. <laughs> Bring back drive-throughs, drive-ins, man. That's awesome. I want, I want like nineteen seventy-seven Times Square action. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes the era of stds the beginning yeah, of yeah. aids that's exactly know, what like, what, like the late 90s well true uh something ricky said in chat actually i agree with like i think the so he says flicks brew house so I, I don't know if people are familiar with those all around the country those are like there's a brewery inside those places so they actually manufacture beer inside and there's there's literally one a mile down the street from me that i don't know has been open all year like since since any i don't think they've been doing anything and uh so i think yeah i think the places with the big overhead like that there i think that's who's gonna be in trouble you know but eh, it remains to be seen we'll see i think i think that oh yeah definitely like danny said the smaller ones are i mean they're they're pretty much dead they're they're dead in the water um i i think another major one is going to go down like and I don't think it's going to be like Regal saying like, oh, we're going to be open. Cinemark. Don't, don't know when. <laughs> I, I think Cinemark, they're, they're great. I think they are going to straight up say we are closing down. And then when a vaccine comes out, I think some investor, investor will come in, pick it up because those places aren't being changed over. I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a developer, but I would have to imagine it's not easy to transform a big old theater into a Dillard's. I mean, that's my, Wait, my are guess. there still Dillard's? <laughs> There is. There you um, go. That makes it say, even more difficult. I just want to say that you know, like the the theater that was inside Silver Vista Mall, it's a it's a re, it's a retail thing. Oh you know? tiny, yeah, that, tiny, that a... tiny, tiny, tiny. You're talking about course, a little four place screens, three screens. And, it was a three screen little tiny place. I thought it was porch. I, I'm, I'm talking about a big ass like a big ass theater with like you know 82 screens in it. Like, uh, yeah. Well, sure. and so like Alamo Draft House was I just made the news here. Uh, like they're like, "Hey, El Paso, like the one in the far east, El Paso, yeah. like, still on track. Like, get ready." That's so, just like a mile away from where I live, and that is oh, that's massive. right, massive. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a big one. Yeah. I don't know; it's crazy. Like I, I mean, as a person who's like trying to open a business in the midst of a pandemic, yeah, I have to under, like I don't know how anybody has like I mean, it's we're just doing it because we're crazy, maybe real yeah. idiots. <laughs> but like yeah they, no, they already yeah. have money like they don't have to do that kind of stuff i don't know what they're doing yeah no exactly you're trying to run a business here and you you're trying to make the, the smartest decisions and right now i don't know if you guys seen the meme but it's like uh for the on the artist side you know the world's burning and there's like will ferrell yelling out like hey does anybody want to buy art 
that's 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 like you know people like saying like hey does anybody want to go see a movie right now that's that's what's happening they do they do they do they're just gonna have to wait a while um as a reminder to everyone who's listening we have a really really awesome giveaway that we have stay tuned we'll let you know what it is it's it's really cool no joke sincerely it's awesome and we'll let you know how you can enter that giveaway um this week on what you need to know uh danny you wanted to talk about well who did you want to talk about who did i want to talk about oh actually so i started watching invisible man uh and i started it because i couldn't finish because having a baby is uh, a pain in the butt sometimes because you can't watch films that you really want to watch uh but you know this she uh elizabeth moss's character uh gave me this idea like why do we root for the final girl even though in uh, you know spoiler alert she's not a final girl but it made Mm -hmm. it seem like she she was gonna be one or the movie played it that way um but yeah like why do we root for the final girl well, if that's not a rhetorical question, the reason that we root for her is because she's they're the hero, and we're supposed to. They're sympathetic. They're the underdog. They have the secret um, to beat the the big villain. I think the real question is: um, Is the final girl overrated? Has they been? Have they been? Um, I wrote an article about it. <laughs> uh, I haven't written an article about it. I oh, thought it, about writing an article about it. I just, I think, and Spoiler I think. Alert. I mean, obviously. Uh, the final girl is the hero, right? So if the question is, why do we root for the hero? Why have we ever rooted for heroes? Because they're meant to be rooted for. The, the real question is, uh, are they overrated, I think? Now, horror in general has always been ahead of the curve in regards to its mm-hmm. treatment of women. Um, gather the vixens and the vamps and stuff like that. But in regards to putting them in positions of power where they were ahead, and I'm not talking about like the I spit on your grave, grave rape revenge fantasies where they claimed it was about women empowerment, but it was really just about fetishizing rape and right. beating up women. Like, there's movies where women have been in positions of power. Now, Final Girls to me, there's two Final Girls. There's three Final Girls that I think of. Laurie Stroud, who is awesome. Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street, who... I, I, Final Girl to me is Nancy. They luck into beating the big bad. They're not a hero. They... And they've been it's been retconned to where like yeah look how far ahead of the curve uh, we were in regards to <laughs> but um the other final person is ridley from alien and mm-hmm. she's not a final she's a straight up hero she's a badass um i think that the final girl i think is just something somewhere along the line um i i think it's kind of built out of coincidence i think we root for them because we're programmed to root for them but I think that they're weak characters. I, I don't think they're definitely not John McClane. They just they happen to be. They, I, I just saw a movie last night, Initiation. It's uh, based on um, '90s horror movie Scream. I know what you did last summer. It's set in a college. Three final girls in it. They very poor, very little character depth to them. Uh, final girls win in the end, of course, but it's not because they outsmart the villain. They kind of accidentally beat the villain happens in every friday the 13th movie uh, <laughs> nancy literally turns her back on freddy krueger and hopes that by saying i don't believe you she hopes that that'll work and it does but i mean a hero that does not make <laughs> so i think that the modern quote-unquote final girl 
And I think maybe I get where Danny's coming from is I think it's this. I think that the movie Scream instilled in us what a final girl is. Now, I mean, that, that I mean, it was an archetype that that movie 100%, that was like the driving factor. Oh, Sydney, she's the drive, you know, she's the, you know, the ire of the villain and she, you know, she's going to win in the end. But why? Right. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I get what Danny's saying a little bit. It's like, yeah, she's kind of just like, hapless and like getting all her friends killed because she's inept you know so it's like you know like she's not coming to any conclusions you know like they they literally (laughs) tell her who who they are at the end it's not like she figured anything out really so um i guess i get where danny's coming from but i think that scream kind of like changed that for modern cinema so i think since then you've seen a lot of that like uh that kind of that kind of and there's even isn't there a tv series called final girls um, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There, there was, was a movie. There was a movie called Final Girl. Movie, movie. okay. Um, and so, well, and so it it is. It's it's. I think it's become like its own thing, kind of like you know how eighty slashers or eighty slashers. Like the Sydney made the final girl. What a final girl was. You know, I know what you did last I, summer. I think they, yeah, that all that kind they of. Tried, just, they tried to change the narrative. They did. They, they did. tried to change the narrative, and and they did. Um, but the archetype is built from, or the archetype is built from the '80s, and I think it's telling that scream queens from that era don't want to be called scream queens. <laughs> I think of the, the final girl of that time. It's, uh, and I mean, some of those characters are. I mean, yeah, you like them. I mean, I still remember Nancy's name, right? Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. mean, obviously, she left some sort of impression on me. Yeah. And it wasn't until much later in life that I thought that, uh, you know, like these characters. I, I mean, comparing Ripley to nancy and i keep using that example there's no comparison i mean one i would want to you know defend me the other i wouldn't want to be anywhere near if something if we were if i was in danger right i mean it's so i think that i think they try to change the final goal and they've done a good they've done an okay job at it but i think like taking the question literally danny Mm -hmm. like why we root for them is I think because I mean we're supposed to like they just write them in they're hapless like Blake said they're underdog and as humans we kind of want the underdog and in this country especially we love underdogs and like so that's just the word yeah I mean they're underdog. they're written as very weak they're they're very weak they're very very weak and unimpressive so well so I think that that's what makes uh, sometimes you take that shit flip it right on its head that what's that makes a great there's some great horror movies that do that, you know, yeah. uh, you know, what's that? You're next. Um, your next does an incredible job of taking a, a character that you think is just going to be like chased around by villains and turning that around. Um, high tension, mm-hmm. high tension leads you down a path uh, that you would believe is a final girl situation. That is not, um, I think that the, the final girl isn't crucial to horror. <laughs> it is 100% like part of what horror is and you're not going to get rid of it. It's not going anywhere. Um, but I, I think, think there's really good opportunities in there. With but, uh, yeah, and, and I, I agree with both parts here. I just felt like it was we haven't seen an evolution from it. Like I mean, Blake pretty much nailed it right there. Where where Scream evolved the the characters and everything. Everything since then has either been uh, satirized with like final the final girls, or it's just uh, a different version of it but it, there's nothing that's been like evolved from it and horror evolves in so many ways i mean obviously like uh we bring up with like midsummer she's 
a character that is kind of plays like a, a, a final girl. She sees everybody get killed, but she's not herself a final girl. Is that a play on that, or is it more? I think it's its own thing. I, I never <laughs> would. I wouldn't even put her in that mm-hmm. category because she's a strong, well-written, fully fleshed character. And Final Girls, I don't feel have that to them. Have that. I think okay. that has been an evolution, but I think that's a good thing. I think Final Girls are a very. Um, I think they say the first one either go. It's either Psycho, but I think that might be wrong. It's um, Olivia Hussey in Black Christmas. I think she's considered the first Final Girl. Um, ever Friday since then, that's kind of a Final Girl situation, no? Yeah, all the Friday Thirteenths are. Yeah. Uh, um, I think they have evolved from it, though. I, I think they've realized, like, it was a winning formula in the '80s and into the '90s when they kind of changed up the narrative a little. I think they moved away from it, and there has been an evolution because the rape revenge stuff that I was talking about earlier. That was, I mean, I think it's just like dumb. Like Last House on the Left, um, Death Wish to an extent has that in it, mm-hmm. but the rape and revenge stuff that's coming out now. Um, they deal away with the graphic rape part of it. They have men leering at women, and now the women are much stronger. It's not just, okay, the movie's over, they cut off the dude's penis, and now it's like, cool, the previous 45 minutes where they knocked her teeth out and three dudes anally raped her at the same time is okay now. Like, they they get away with all, they take all of that out, and she's actually a strong character who's defeat like, going toe-to-toe with them instead of getting her ass beat for you know an hour before she accidentally stabs someone in the eye. Oh, um, there is revenge. an evolution there. I, I yeah, <laughs> I, that's true. Like, exactly. An eye for an eye. Yeah. Problem is, if we do an eye for an eye, everyone will be blind. But, um, <laughs> uh, Good point. No, I, I think they are moving away from it. I think that it was it's a super important part of horror, um, and people do love it now. I mean, that's why mm-hmm. that's why we're talking about it. Yeah. And, um, it, it's an interesting part of a, but it's kind of like the back in the noir days, the um, the, the femme fatale, you know, that was eventually going to go away just with right. changing times. And Final Girls are as, you know, I'm, I'm super like, yeah, Blake's right, really, really important part of history, but I, of uh, horror history, but I think they're a part of horror history that we can kind of leave behind. I think <laughs> we've moved well beyond that, to be honest with you. And they're doing some interesting stuff in those genres before where women were treated as victims. Right. Like they're doing really cool stuff. I think a, a few weeks back we were talking about where are we going to see um the hot new filmmakers? And then I thought that, yeah, like in genre, like we're going to see a lot of cool stuff. And I, I think uh, Lucky recently came out, a horror movie that came out where it was it's kind of like the final girl thing. It sounds like it's a woman who's being stalked every night. Every night a man shows up to her house and every night she tries to defeat him and she kind of does, but he's back every single night. And it uses these horror, these horror tropes and themes and sayings, but it's really a commentary on like domestic violence and how people don't believe survivors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a final girl tale, but it's it's evolved. It's moved forward to something that relates more to people nowadays and it hits home without being over over the top and heavy-handed i i mean i get what you're saying i there's i still think there's a place for that cheesy shit sometimes there's gonna always i'm always gonna want <laughs> a cheesy 80s final girl situation you know I, yeah you know even if she kills the you know the jason-esque villain by you know tripping over the glass pane and it slices his head off just because she's a bumbling kid <laughs> and then we I'll, get a sequel I'll, i'm okay with that i'm actually still okay with that yeah i i, I feel I mean, 
we're, we're gonna get both. I, I love cheesy things. horror. I love cheesy horror as much. I love it, but um, the that aspect of it, the final girl aspect. I mean, it never has pissed me off. It never has. I, I yeah. though I, I've just wondered like, why is of all things of all amazing things in horror that horror has done, why is that so revered? You know? so, that's just, that's, yeah, so, yeah, maybe that's it. It sells. I, think I don't know if it's sold. I mean, I don't. I don't know if it's sold. I mean, name a final girl. I mean, honestly. What do you mean, name a final girl? Like recently? Well, recently they changed it, but I'm talking about like when they when it came about was in the late seventies, early eighties, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's a famous final girl? I mean, we've talked Sydney from Scream. Yeah. Um, possibly Ripley, I guess, you know, now. I mean, who was the final girl in um Friday the thirteenth? Uh the blonde the, chick. the blonde chick, yeah. No, I mean <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's unfortunately that's what horror's history that's the history of the final girl who was the final girl the blonde yeah, i just don't care i just don't think that's a big deal <laughs> <laughs> well, no you're right i mean you're right too because those types of movies it's not about like the fleshed out characters yeah. or the deep storytelling it's about having fun yeah i mean yeah sometimes, so, I, mean, sometimes I just want to like check out <laughs> like not be too concerned about like the the motives of like i like really small stories and those final girl stories are a lot of times really compartmentalized Mm -hmm. very tight you know and is it basic and easy yeah yeah maybe i should i like shit that's basic and easy (laughs) no that there's something to be said for that too not every story has to be midsummer not not everything has to be you know as heavy as spotlight like we can actually just (laughs) (laughs) we can there is something to be said for just sitting back and just turning off your brain and bill and teddy veronica (laughs) check out veronica at your nearest shutter streaming service oh yeah veronica (laughs) have you seen it yet Uh, yes (laughs) <laughs> so, is, is, so here's the question, here's oh the question. Veronica or Wrestle Massacre ooh honestly very tight race very tight race <laughs> um, you know what I might take Veronica I think I think Veronica was kind of awesome in a way <laughs> Veronica I mean we won't get too much into it too yeah, but Veronica right, right. within 45 seconds I mean um, you're already you're already like this is amazing Takes I mean, off her shirt, and from that point on, you're engaged. Can we just say it? <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I really don't. <laughs> no, you just need a topless woman. That's all you need. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> or maybe she's seeing you. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the final girl definitely put her part of it in the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keep in mind, if you listen to the end of the show, we have an awesome prize that we're giving away. But uh, if you stay until the end, um, or maybe we'll, we'll make it wait that long. But we'll let you know what we're giving away. Um, no joke, it's a really cool prize, and we'll let you know how you can do it. So this week, 31 days of Halloween, well, this month, 31 days of Halloween, we're doing sci-fi horror. Now, Blake, I believe that's your favorite genre. Yeah. I know for a fact that you weren't, <laughs> unfortunately, you weren't here last. So convince yeah. Danny myself and everyone who's listening why is sci-fi horror the best and watching (laughs) why is it the best i mean okay so like the the best way i can describe it is like um like when you go to your favorite mexican food restaurant and you like sit down and you're like man i really like i want some enchiladas i want a chili rano 
Oh, I really like the tacos. I can't really, but I can't really decide. You know what? I'm going to get that combination plate. That's Ooh. what I'm going to get. It, sci-fi horror brings so many awesome classic horror tropes together on one p- plate that is too hot to touch when they've set it down on your <laughs> table. <laughs> and I think that's why it's the best genre. It's, it gives you just a little bit of everything in so many different ways. It's very versatile. So what was that? Then Danny, this includes you too. Uh, what was your guys' intro to sci-fi horror? I imagine you saw either sci-fi or horror first, and then you saw the other, and then a little, somewhere you saw them both in one place. Like, <laughs> what, was your, what was your intro to sci-fi horror, and how did it make you feel? Go ahead, Danny. So my dad made me watch The Exorcist as a kid. Uh, so that was my first sci-fi introduction horror to horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but I, you know what? Like sci-fi horror, I don't. No, I don't really know. I mean, Jurassic Park was probably one that I think Ooh, of, which okay. I was really excited for. Interesting take. Uh, yeah, but like, like Aliens is. Uh, I don't think I saw Aliens like right away. Like, I think I saw Jurassic Park. And my dad's like, "Hey, if you like big scary things, here's this," and he sat me down to watch. And I think that's the way it worked. Sure. Okay. So I think I'm gonna have to go with Alien. So Alien is to me the quintessential like horror sci-fi horror movie. I mean it's oh, absolutely that's the original question, right? Yeah. Is it science fiction? Is it horror? Is it horror? No it's, can hear you scream in space. <laughs> it's it's magnificently both. It is it is it is everything that a horror movie should be. It's everything that a good sci-fi movie is. Um and it, it it's truly scary, you know. Um so I think sci-fi horror in, in sci-fi horror there's some there's some real room to like stretch your legs and and creativity and uh I mean just the you know from creature design just that it's a you know stock and, and prey movie like it's just so great. It's awesome. Um for me it's similar to you, Blake. Uh, first one I saw was um, Aliens. Aliens. And uh, yeah, and it scared the hell out of me because I didn't I didn't understand it because I had seen uh, the Star Wars the trilogy. I had seen Empire Return of the Jedi before. I knew what sci-fi was. I knew that you know Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street was horror. So and um, to see this space movie with monsters in it, like it wasn't cool. Like it freaked me. Out. Not, <laughs> not, not that I didn't enjoy it. Like I didn't understand it. Like it didn't seem like I thought someone messed up. It, was, it seemed like a mistake to me. Like how can you have something scary and something as cool in space? Oh, like it's the I, peanut butter and chocolate. It's the peanut butter and chocolate, and it worked and it works so well. Also, for the longest time, for me, I thought it was just aliens. I never thought there was a an alien, like a singular, alien. yeah, singular or an aliens three or anything like that. I was like, well, uh, okay, fine, you're making sequels off of this aliens, but no, like I, I, yeah, it's this is this thing that puts you at uh, at a very tense thing, and you know, commercials never helped it out. <laughs> So what do you guys, like you've talked about what you loved about sci-fi horror and I've talked about how I kind of wasn't like, not that I didn't like, I didn't get it when I was a kid. So generally, what do you think is the appeal of sci-fi horror? Because there's always sci-fi horror coming out. I mean, from, you know, Cloverfield to GZ, uh, uh, Invisible, Invisible Woman, that's an antiviral. Man, absolutely. Possessor I mean, is like people, amazing, amazing movie and it's been spoken very highly. But um, it's there's always something new coming out in sci-fi horror. 
always. So what do you guys think is the general appeal of it? Damn, I think you just said it. I, I think that the that the there's there's an always a way to give you something fresh. You know, like if you're a fan of that genre, like I always have been, you know, it's not hard to like dig around a little bit, find something new to watch. Um, I think I think that's the the general appeal. I mean, and you know, like there's some classics in the in the genre which I think built that into instilled it into people to like kind of crave new new stuff all the time. So the ability to switch it switch and be fresh, I I think is the general appeal appeal to it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I, that sci-fi horror, more so than either science fiction or horror alone, I think it's they're willing to take bigger risks. Um, I think Cube is a really good example hmm. of a sci-fi horror movie that's um, pretty crazy in the idea of putting a horror, not putting a horror movie in a, in a secluded spot. That's kind of normal, but it's in this dystopia, but it really puts you in this one area that's, it's scary without having the typical jump scares and there's no big bad or anything like that. Um, I think that's something that people, uh, we talked about the platform recently. That's a sci-fi horror as I just mentioned possessor. Like these are, they try these wacky things that you don't see just in sci-fi or just in horror. I think they're willing to just, you can go out there and do whatever you want. And I, I mean, uh, color out of space, which isn't a new story, but, I mean, they just do all these crazy things with it. And I think people appreciate that. I agree. Yeah, definitely. It's the whole, like, you have the whole vast of ideas that you could put into this. Like, it doesn't have to be a monster itself. It could just be, you, you could be in. It could be an idea. An idea, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, you know, uh, what's the movie that we saw for the, the YouTube show uh, on Amazon? You know, that. You, it, you didn't have to see what it was. It was just all based on the idea, you, you know, like in a way introducing like a, a, an, alien, an alien into like a sci-fi horror. Like it doesn't need to be there. Like it just maybe even like you mention it, uh, you see like a shadow, like uh, the lighthouse, uh, something like similar to that. Like it, it just works so well in a lot of the sci-fi where you, anything could be the, the monster itself and i really do it and that's what makes sci-fi horror so good so danny you bring up it i assume you're talking about the vast of night yes i couldn't couldn't remember the name of the night the name of the movie okay so that that's that's a very interesting thing for sci-fi horror like i i wouldn't consider it sci-fi horror but when you talk about when i think about it it does make sense so where do you guys draw the line between sci-fi horror and sci-fi horror i mean jason x is that sci-fi horror? I mean, yes. it's it's a Friday yeah. the Thirteenth, it's a Friday Thirteenth movie in space. So yeah, Leprechaun in space. I mean, sci-fi horror, right? Sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi horror. yeah, yeah. So where do you draw the line? Like, I think Vast of, I think the Vast of Night is cutting it very close. Like, I totally can see why you would say that, but I think I can also see where someone would be like, no, that's just science fiction. That's just a tense science fiction story. So where do you yeah. draw the line? Hmm. I I think. I think it, it is tension. I, I really do think so. Like sci-fi blurs a lot of different lines and not just in horror, but uh, you know, anything that is, I guess, unexplained and mysterious could already go towards a horror, a horror route, especially because we don't know what's, I guess, out there. You know, there's a lot of like blackness right. and void. The uh, truth it, is out there. Dan. The truth is out there. actually, <laughs> And that's scary. And that is scary itself yeah uh but you know it, it i think that's what it is it's just like 
I think it's what you make it in that horror. You know uh, what? That's exactly right. I think you're right. So I don't think there is a line. I think that line constantly shifts and moves. And to some people, some things might be horror. Some They might just feel like it's sci-fi. I don't know. I think that's, the again, that gets back to the beauty of it. Like, there's just there's just this wonderful sauce all over all this stuff that just, you know, it it just makes everything palatable. And so if you, sometimes people are horror fans that really like certain sci-fi movies that don't like others. Like, would you consider, like, The Martian, for instance, like, that's just pure sci-fi to me. Like, is there some yeah, horrific absolutely. stuff to me that is horror-driven in a way? Yeah, absolutely. Tense, tense out through the through the whole thing, but it's not horror. That's not horror to me. That's true sci-fi. And you know, right. there there has to be. I think there ha- there's there's a shifting line, but there should be just the air of like super unknown dread. Like, I mean, the thing it, that's quintessential, right? That's yeah. but the but the thing that makes the thing scary. <laughs> is that it's the unknown it's what danny said it's it's that i can't trust the person next to me it's not so much that it's a big scary monster which it is sometimes but it's the fact that i can't trust somebody that's what makes it that's what adds the horror i think that i got and you're right it's constantly and i I know like a cynic would say they're moving goalposts but um (laughs) i would say that for yeah it's really hard to say that where you draw the line between sci-fi and horror but or what sci-fi horror but for me it would be like a genuine scare and I, I everyone defines that sure. differently so that goes to that moving so yeah the thing obviously sci-fi horror best of night i'd have to really think about it um the martian it has those elements yeah. but it's never scary no but it's yeah so yeah it's and you know you ask someone else to give those same three movies and they'll tell you something entirely different right so um what do you guys think are some uh underrated movies in the genre <laughs> I, I think I think um, it's I think it's because it has horrible sequels, and I think it's because of Ashton Kutcher. But uh, I like the first Butterfly Effect. I love that movie. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. No one ever talks about it for wow. good reason. I guess, but uh, I yeah, enjoy. I, okay. <laughs> stupid ending. Very stupid ending. I that, like, and, and I actually believe it doesn't make any sense either if you think too hard about it. But if you don't think about it, it's like it's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good pick. Um, I would have thought of that. You know, that's a, I hadn't yeah. thought about that movie in a very long time. Yeah, I would say, and I guess it's kind of got a cult following. I'd say, I'd say Pitch Black. Like, Pitch Black is a really great, sci- pure sci-fi, 100% horror with monsters. Like, that that checks all the boxes, and uh, it does it in such a fun, old-school way. Yeah, I think Pitch Black's an underrated one. Uh, upgrade? Superhero upgrade! Is- Oh, superhero-esque movie. You win. AI in here. Uh, Upgrade's I, another one too. That upgrades. Upgrade totally tricked me because the trailers look so stupid, and then I watched I it. I, I, I know, absolutely I loved it. But um, uh, is that horror also? Like that's one of those two where I, I can see it. But, body uh, horror, man. That's bo- yeah, it's bo- oh, it has some sick body horror in it. That's right. right. I totally forgot about that because the goofy trailers stick to my. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> So no, yeah, that's a good one. Upgrade, yeah. very good one, recent one. So, um, which ones do you guys think are overrated? Ooh, I kind of. So I have one I hate to say, actually. Sorry, Dan. Okay. No, your friend. Um, go yes, ahead. Annihil- yeah, annihilation. We always. No, <laughs> Ricky brought it up in chat. I'm not even going <laughs> to talk about it. Uh, Wait. <laughs> fucking, unless you guys want to. No, no, I would say it no. wasn't. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, so it's got a, another kind of cult following. 
uh, people talk about it as being like this really great sci-fi horror movie all the time. I loved it when it came out. I've watched it since it is not great. Event Horizon is, I think, an overrated. I'm not saying I don't like it, guys. I'm not saying I don't don't remember it. I don't remember it that much. I actually saw it at the beginning of this year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I saw it and I was like, um, uh, you know what? I I thought it's as good as I remember, if not. No, no. No, and I'm, I don't disagree with you though. Like, like that's that's because I've heard a lot of people. Well, I know a lot of people just don't like it at all. <laughs> like, I, I can it gets totally... mentioned like top five. Like though, like oh, it is one of the best, you know. And I'm like, I wouldn't like... say that. Yeah, I, no. I, I definitely <laughs> would not say that. Yeah. No. Definitely fun for a movie marathon, but mm. I, I think I need to see that. Movie yeah, again. that's a oh, great way to put need... it. Like. Yeah, definitely need to see. <laughs> Oh, Event Horizon, yeah, it, it's definitely worth it. Like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's top five watch, but it's a must watch if that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's definitely worth it. You, um, I would say that, and this, and uh, I think we all talked about this recently, and um, but um, it seems like it got a lot of positive reviews. And when I saw it, I went on it, but uh, Sputnik just came out, it's okay. alien, but. It, from Russia, basically, yeah. and it's set in like nineteen eighty, and it has some cool themes regarding the Cold War and things like that. But people kind of went gaga over it, from what I can see, with everything from creature design to the story. And I never really thought it was that good. It was perfectly acceptable crap. It was <laughs> perfectly okay. Yeah, I thought it was too long. It was I thought it was a little too long. I thought they drug that out just just a tad bit too much and then they tried to pluck your heartstrings at the end and it just was like get out of here yeah they do have that children one story at the end and yeah yeah. Uh, what about you did you say which one you thought was overrated no i haven't and i don't know if it's actually a a horror film uh sunshine danny boyle sunshine danny boyle sunshine yeah wow if you're gonna piss people off (laughs) i think it's overrated what does it make people think too That's, a, that's, think, a, that's an interesting pick. That's an interesting I, pick. You know, like through and through, like everybody loved this movie, and I just didn't see a point. Uh, I thought it was long, boring, and uh, it wasn't my cup of a sci-fi. I guess horror. If there's tension in it, but I still don't. I no, I don't like this movie. I don't. I think it's highly overrated. <sighs> I really like Sunshine. <laughs> I do also. I, that's a that's a good one too. So that's a that's a good uh, controversial pick, Danny. I like it. I like it. I, I like it a lot too. I, I can see actually why you wouldn't like it in a way. I, I see the third act. I can see why it might lose people. Like I, I can, yeah, I can see that. I can definitely yeah. see that. The, so. and, the, and I think the end, yeah, is can be polarizing for sure. I, I yeah. and I've only seen no it the one intended. time. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen it the one time. I never went back to revisit this movie, and I still don't feel like I want to revisit. It was it like we were talking about it. I, I think in one of the movie group texts, and I was like, yeah, no, I I checked out. I think I put the thing on mute, and I was like, I'm gonna do some fun, cool stuff now. I'm gonna go skateboard <laughs> in the moonlight. Yesterday. Well, we've thrown out a lot of a lot of movies here, so we'll kind of end it on what do you guys think absolutely someone should watch in sci-fi horror just to get whether it is just to get an idea, intro, must watch. What do you guys think? 
I'll go with Slither. Oh, I Ooh. fucking love that movie. Slither's yeah. great. It, that's a e- good... easily accessible. Funny, easily accessible. It's short. Like it's it's gruesome. It's very gory, but uh, I don't think it. I mean, I, it's not something I would watch with my you know five year old nephew. But it's mm. it's cool. It's cool. Like I think it's a great, and I think it's a doorway. It's it's a gateway. It's the marijuana Surely. of sci fi <laughs> horror. <laughs> that good, good. <laughs> you know so i'm gonna bring up uh one of my personal favorites um and something that we haven't really talked about i think the mad scientist is a perfect is a wonderful uh, you know sci-fi horror trope that uh we don't see enough of uh, i'm gonna go reanimator you absolutely have to see reanimator um not only is it just a per- like a really great horror film and campy in 80s through and through um it is 100 mad scientist craziness and uh if you're you know invisible man if you like any of that mad scientist stuff you gotta watch reanimator yeah that's such a fucking great movie i yeah funny as hell Um, yeah is great in it it's it's uh, amazing stuff i you know i'm gonna go fucking crazy here i'm just you know if you want a a a cool introduction again to mad scientists and everything like this a little shop of horrors if you want a musical you want to have fun there you go. See and- now you talk about me writing, you talk about me writing articles. You read the article that I wrote yesterday that no. I specifically mentioned as movies you should family friendly movies you should watch in Halloween that no one ever talks about. I put Little Shop of Horrors down. Hmm. So Rick Moranis. Yeah. Sing along. Sing along. <laughs> I was watching the tidbit on it on Twitter yesterday and I was like, this is such a great movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> which is also which is also if you want something family-friendly. Steve Martin, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a mean green mother from outer space, and I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, throughout the show, I've been talking about a giveaway. So, um, time travel stories. You guys like time travel stories, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we are giving away totally free the Back to the Future Ultimate Trilogy. So, that is all three movies. Blu-ray and a bonus disc with interviews with lots of like Ben Stiller's on it and Kara Sedgwick is in it and like talking about the influence that this movie had on them. Dang. All you need to do, Blake, you have a picture of it. Show it. Oh, uh, what? It just said it. <laughs> the hoverboard. <laughs> so um, all you need to do is for every, for not for every comment, or else Ricky would have like a million entries into this. But uh, <laughs> all you need to do is comment on this video if you like, and if you subscribe, your each thing that you do will be an entry, one entry <laughs> into this giveaway. Um, if you're listening to our podcast and you're not watching us live, this goes to you for you also. If you subscribe and you comment on our podcast, then you'll be entered into a drawing for the Back to the Future Ultimate Trilogy. All three movies and a bonus disc for those who have seen Back to the Future. Um, it's amazing. It's generation-defining is the only way I would have. For those who haven't seen it, you've heard of it. There's no way in the <laughs> hell. <laughs> Let me put it this way. If you haven't seen it by now, you don't deserve to win this content. Get out of here. I mean... You've seen it. Maybe maybe you've seen it on Rick and Morty or on sure. Saturday Night Live or something. Yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. In some fashion or form, you've seen Back to the Future. 
uh, but it's free ultimate trilogy it's it's coming october the 20th but if you um, enter our giveaway right now we'll, we'll get it out to you so leave a comment like and subscribe um every week you can catch us on uh, here. Um, you can go to AIPTcomics.com where you can catch all our other podcasts. We also have 31 Days of Halloween, so there's a lot of articles going up. Uh, we're on YouTube, not just right now, but we also have the Quick and Dirty version, and we have Adventures in Movies Looks at dot, 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 where we talk about just random stuff. But uh, check us out. <laughs> and thanks for joining us tonight. And while you're checking us out, you can also follow us on uh, Adventures in Movies over on Twitter. You can follow us at AIPT Movies, and you can follow uh, us individually. You can find Nathaniel, or Grave Digging Pat, as I like to call him, on Instagram, <laughs> at Nathan Portace. You can find me, the ever-so-late Danny, on Twitter and Instagram, at default underscore player. I'm doing Inktober as well over there. And you can find Blake Brain Dead at... No. Over at Twitter and right horror. True. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. <laughs> okay, so next week, uh, let me ask you guys a question. Uh, what do Aerosmith, um, Bernie Sanders have in common with horror? I don't know. Tune in next week to find out, everybody. Uh, well, they both did sing Dream On, right? <laughs> it looks like a lady. <laughs> You can catch us on uh, Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You go to Amazon Music, or you can just go to the website to find our podcast. But wherever you listen to us, tell a friend, and uh, also give us a rating. And uh, that is our cue. We will talk to you next week. It's alive. Adios, everybody. Connectivity.